Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie. I'm a book-loving, notebook-hoarding, literacy teacher educator on a mission to change lives one book and one notebook at a time. And this is the Get Literate Podcast, a podcast where we explore the power of reading and writing to cultivate a life we love. Each week, I offer a bit of bibliotherapy and share three books you need to know about on a bookish theme to fuel our reading hearts and help us grow through what we go through. But that's not all. I also invite you to extend those bookish themes into your own life through notebooking, lifelong learning, and creativity to experience the life-changing magic of reading in our lives. And the best part? Each episode is only 20 minutes or less, so you can spend less time listening and more time reading. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, Stephanie here, excited to welcome you to the 20th episode of the Get Literate podcast. It's Tuesday, and that means it's time for three books that could be just what your reading life and your actual life needs now. For me, it is the end of October in upstate New York, and that means that the weather is cooler The leaves are changing into these beautiful bursts of color, and there are some definite fall vibes in the air. Now, sometimes on Tuesdays, I bring you some reading themes that are fun and whimsical. Sometimes those reading themes might feel completely unexpected, and other times they might be a little bit more serious. And today, we're being a little bit more serious. Did you know that six in 10 adults in the United States has a chronic disease? Yes. According to the CDC, six in 10 adults have a chronic disease and four in 10 adults actually have two or more chronic diseases. Now this might be heart disease, lung disease, stroke, Alzheimer's, diabetes, a cancer diagnosis, kidney disease, an autoimmune disorder, or maybe even now, post-pandemic, long COVID. I am one of those six in 10. I am someone dealing with a chronic diagnosis that has changed how I live and how I think and how I feel. Now, I'm lucky. My diagnosis is not leaving me fighting for my life, but it's left me fighting for the quality of it. After 19 months, five doctors, a number of x-rays and ultrasounds and nuclear medical scans, more blood work than I ever thought possible, I finally have a diagnosis. I've got some autoimmune markers, I've got some metabolic deficiencies, and a diagnosis of fibromyalgia. Now, these three things are causing a perfect storm of pain, especially a perfect storm of pain in my hands, my wrists, my arms, that's leaving me not being able to do the things that I used to do. And so quite frankly, I'm normally on a mission to help you cultivate a life you love, one book and one notebook at a time. I'm on a personal mission to figure this trio of diagnoses out, to heal from them, and hopefully to help others who are on this kind of journey too. 
Now, of course, for me, that kind of mission begins with books. And I dove in. I have read books on fibromyalgia, on autoimmune disease, on the role of diet and nutrition in both of those. Lots of books on mindfulness and meditation and the power of our own thoughts to heal our bodies, along with many, many more. But there's one particular genre that I've really been leaning into lately that has brought me the most comfort, the most information, and especially the most inspiration too. And that's memoirs. Memoirs of other women telling their stories, sharing their voices, and just putting it all out there for others to learn from and to be inspired by. That's what I want to share today. Three memoirs, or along with an almost memoir, that I think can bring comfort and action when you are faced with a diagnosis, whatever that is. And six, since six in 10 of us are, I have a feeling you're going to find a book that's just for you today. So up first is Broken in the Best Possible Way by Jenny Lawson. Now, why am I starting with this one? Well, quite frankly, it's just funny. It's hysterical. It's also raw and honest, but it's funny. And it's most like me and what I'm going through right now. Autoimmune challenges, pain, some mental struggles. And even though the book was centered around all of those things, I found myself laughing the entire time throughout the book. Laughing in a book about a serious diagnosis, but it was what I was needed. Jenny Lawson, very honestly, very candidly, and yes, very humorously, talks about her daily struggles with her autoimmune disease and her mental health. Now, make no mistake, it's a lot. She's dealing with a lot of health challenges, but her mindset and her outlook about it all is what I was really drawn to. She feels all the feelings, the good ones and the bad ones, and she seems to lean into them both. But what really comes across in the pages is how she leans into the good, the funny, the humility that just makes you realize you're not alone. It makes it better. I'm really envious of that. I want more of that attitude. I, I need more of her attitude. And what's funny is that in the beginning of the book, she actually bemoans her own thinking and her own writing a bit. And she kind of apologizes that the way her mind and writing works is that it's a longer winding, why do I think this way kind of stream of consciousness. But that's actually why I loved it because I was in her head in the moment. It wasn't a memoir where someone has everything figured out and they're on the other side of a challenge. We were in the messy middle. And the way she writes makes you believe that you are in the messy middle together. You learn from her pain. You learn from her challenges. You learn from her experiences and, and her fiascos in a way that is just simply relatable from the pain that she's in, from her knowing when it's going to rain because of how her body feels, and even to her jokes about the hard diet she's on, as am I, 
gluten-free, dairy-free, low sugar, low carb. She jokes that she can drink vodka, but not eat a carrot. And it's those kinds of things that bring some levity to the moment. Those, those crazy things you figure out in the midst of a challenge. And she names them. And you see them. And you laugh about them. She uses her writing to make sense of what's going on around her. And that's what I love too. That's what I do. As a notebooker, I get it. And finding this book, along with all of her other work, including her blog online, that was a jackpot for me. It spoke to me as a way to heal. But there's one more thing that really just connected me to her that acted as an inspiration. She actually started her own bookshop. She jokes that she thought, rather than buy so many books, why don't I just have my own bookstore? And that's exactly what she did. Even in the midst of all of these things going on in the world, she owns Nowhere Bookshop in San Antonio, Texas. And that makes her my hero. To be able to go through what she's gone through and still keep those bookish dreams at the forefront, I love it. You add some gluten-free cupcakes to that bakery or to that bookstore, and that's my bookish dream come true. But you already know that. I hope you see that this is a book I think you need to read. It's real, it's raw, it's honest, it's funny, and it makes you feel seen if you're going through a challenge, while at the same time, knowing that there's some good inspiration just around the corner. So that's broken in the best possible way by Jenny Lawson. Now, up next is Between Two Kingdoms by Suleika Jawad a memoir of a life interrupted. I've got two words for you. Buckle up. Buckle up. All 345 pages of this book is a roller coaster ride of emotions. I first found Suleika and her work during the pandemic. She runs this beautiful blog called The Isolation Journals. It's a creative column and a membership for other creatives or wannabe creatives like me who want a space to be able to come together and explore that creativity and figure out how it can help them and us learn to have a bigger, beautiful, better life. It's also a play on the term that Suleika has had to deal with for quite some time. It's not just isolation during COVID, like all of us can relate to, but it connects to her own experience with isolation as a cancer patient. So in the book, Suleika reveals it all, all her life before her diagnosis with leukemia, her life with leukemia, and her life after leukemia. And she does this through the most beautiful, lyrical writing that you can truly visualize in your mind. And she approaches it with an energy and a zest for life. I'm not sure I even had at my healthiest as a young child. It was striking. And it truly was an honest portrayal of what she's been through. And make no mistake, those things that she's been through are hard and heavy and horrific at some points. Hard to read, to understand that a human has been through that much and still has this zest for life and this, this 
urging for something more, for meaning, for wholesomeness. It's it's just a it was just amazing, right? And all the medical challenges she deals with really were unlike anything I've experienced. I was just drawn to her attitude of never giving up. Her strength is written across every page, even if she didn't know it at the time, the reader does. And what takes her years to experience and come to terms with, based on all of her living and her learning, she really boiled it down to one sentence for me that I keep telling myself on repeat. I wish I had an easy button, a Staples easy button that I could just keep saying this over and over and over again. And here it is in hopes that it helps you too. To be well now is to learn to accept whatever body and mind I currently have. Let me say it again. To be well now is to learn to accept whatever body and mind I currently have. I mean, that's it, right? That's it, to accept, to embrace, to in love, to work with what we've got, and then fight like you know what, to make it the best that we can be based on what we've been given. That, I think, is the magic ticket for us to figure out. I was just fascinated by her, fascinated by her life, her spirit of adventure, her creativity, her fearlessness. And while I think this book is a lesson For anyone who's going through something hard, especially a diagnosis, I think it's just a lesson for life too. Since I've read this book, I have become a subscriber to her isolation journals and the membership just so I can get closer to that sense of possibility, that sense of creativity, that sense of life that I felt disconnected to reading the pages of her book. And I I wanted more of it. And she still has it, even as she's battling leukemia for the second time right now. She's a new hero for me, for sure. And I'm pretty sure that she could be one for you too. Regardless of what you're going through, her spirit just shines above them all. And you just can't help but wonder what your life would be if if you learned to be a little bit like All right, we're up to book three. Those are two really deep, powerful books. And book three takes a little bit of a turn. Book three is called Hummingbird by Natalie Lloyd. Now, the other two books have been pretty heavy adult memoirs, even if there is a lot of laughter along the way. And this book's different. This book is a middle grade novel that's memoir-ish. And I say it's memoir-ish because the author wrote this book based on her own experience growing up with a disability and a chronic condition, but she wrote it as fiction and a little bit of magical fantasy too. And it's perfect and it's magical. And it's one I think everyone needs to read. Why? Well, because it shines a light on the magic that's inside all of us regardless of our limitations or our challenges or our diagnoses on the outside. So Olivia is a sixth grader who has been diagnosed with brittle bone disease. And it's something that she has battled her entire life since birth, just like the author. She's been homeschooled 
for her own safety all the way up until the sixth grade. But she has had this dream inside of her to go to middle school and be a normal kid. It came true with a lot of convincing and a lot of promised support from those around her. But when she gets to school, she realizes pretty quickly that her differences are not only evident, but they're highlighted. And it's harder than she thought it would be. But on that first day of school with a wonderful teacher with a gift of storytelling, they tell the story of this magical hummingbird. A hummingbird that arrives in the town with a swirl of magic that can grant a single wish. And of course, Olivia wants that wish. She wants to wish that she's normal, that her challenges and physical limitations will just disappear so that she can finally have the normal life that she has always wanted to live. And so she sets out on that journey to find that hummingbird when the time comes so that she's the one to get that wish. She teams up with some of her newfound friends and her stepbrother to find this magical bird. And it takes all of them on a journey that will change their lives forever. I don't want to say much more about this plot line for fear of giving it away, but just know that the journey was everything. And that's the lesson I loved in this book, that so often we are focused on the outcomes. If only this could change, if only I could feel better, if only this would go away, if only I didn't have to deal with that. But this book showed, just like the Care Bears used to say, half the fun is getting there, right? It's in the journey. And that journey might not be fun, but it's powerful. And I still get a little bit teary thinking about this book, and I'm truly indebted to Natalie Lloyd for telling the story. Because even though it may be middle grade fiction, middle grade fantasy, I think we can all use it, especially if we are faced with a diagnosis or something that's hard. Because when you're faced with something like that, you feel like a child again, right? Who just wants to have it all go away, who is struggling to figure things out, right? And that's what this book does. Olivia figures things out without knowing what that outcome is going to be. It's that journey. It's the process of what happens that made her who she is. And if Olivia can do that, readers leave that book knowing that they can do that too. No magic needed at all just our true selves. Whew. What a ride of emotions today. Two adult, very deep memoirs and one middle grade memoir novel-ish that definitely will go straight to your heart. And here's what I want you to do to apply this bookish theme to your own life. And I'm hoping that you're applying it to your own life without a diagnosis. But if you do have a diagnosis too, then I think this could really benefit you a lot. So in Suleika's book, Between Two Kingdoms, she talks about one particular project that really spoke to me, her 100-day project. And for her, this 100-day project was to help her mark her 100 days post-transplant that indicated that things were successful. 
She wanted to spend those 100 days not worried, not anxious, but doing something productive and positive and creative so that she could grow from the experience. Now, she chose to write in her journal for 100 days, but others around her chose different creative projects as she invited them into her 100-day project with her. Others might paint, others might craft, listen to music every day. Whatever it is, is up to you. But the idea is that this 100-day project of self-love or self-care in whatever way works for you can help you heal. It can help anybody heal, but especially those who are looking for that kind of healing today. And so I'd love for you to think about it. What kind of 100-day project would speak to you? For me, it would be 100 days of writing something in my notebook or committing to 100 days of morning pages, 100 days of finding a quote that I love and jotting it down in my notebook, maybe even 100 days of some fun hand lettering, because not only can I think about those quotes, but I can do that in a more creative way. What would your 100 day project be? Would you listen to music? Would you write a poem? Would you go for a walk in the outdoors? Would you paint? Would you craft? Would you sketch or scrapbook? What would you do? What would you do with 100 days of self-love or self-care, just one little thing to see where it goes? I'd love for you to think about that this week. Think about what a 100-day project could do for you, diagnosis or not, and tell me, what would your 100-day project be? And what's stopping you from going ahead and giving it a try? I'd love for you to let me know what you're thinking in our Get Literate Facebook group. It's a free group for all listeners. Just head to facebook.com slash get literate. Tell me a book that you're reading, and that is your ticket into our group. You can share your thoughts and reactions to the weekly podcast episodes. And this week, let me know what 100-day project you might consider. And don't forget, there is still time to win a copy, an advanced copy of my new book journal coming out, along with a book sleeve and some other bookish bling inside. All you need to do is rate and review the podcast and then head to alitlife.com Click on the Google form that lets me know you've done so. And that's it. You're in the race for the bookish fun. You can also find me on social media, on all of your favorite platforms at Afinito Lit. And I'd love for you to follow me there because I've got some news coming up. There'll be some changes to the podcast in November. Maybe I shouldn't say changes. I should say some fun additions to the podcast in November. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, I wish you lots of wonderful reading, hopefully some notebooking and some time to ponder what your 100-day project would be. I'll see you inside the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Get Literate Podcast. You'll find links to all the books, resources, and ideas mentioned in the show notes and at www.alitlife.com. 
You'll also find additional inspiration for your reading and writing life there, like book lists, notebooking ideas, personalized book recommendations, and an invitation to join my Get Literate members community. Each month, we take a deep dive into one bookish theme and work to bring it to life in our own lives. You'll get a monthly bibliotherapy book calendar with a book recommendation for every day of the month, bonus episodes, live book club sessions, and much more. Learn more at www.getliterate.co.